Hi, everyone. Happy Freya. Welcome to episode 20. Aloha, by the way. We should say aloha. <laughs> I have a very special guest, Mahalia. I love your name, by the way. It's like such a cool name. So yeah. And and before I actually, before we get started, I just want to, I just want Mahalia to showcase just her shirt that she's wearing today because it's so freaking awesome. It's the Wonder Woman symbol. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And we and we talked about superpower, right? So what's your superpower, girl? Pearls of wisdom. Boom. Wisdom. Boom. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So for, for those of you listening in, um, Mahalia is the founder of Brain Bliss. I will put a link in the uh, description so you can connect with her website. It's totally interstellar. It's out of this world. Personally, I have uh, gone through her dental course and uh, there's so much to learn and there's so much information and wisdom she has to offer there. And it's helped me a lot. So I definitely encourage everybody to go check out her website. Um, and we said dental, gal uh, sorry, a galactic scientist, Lyran conduit, uh, which we're going to get into today. Like we're going to get into some really fascinating topics and jump into Mahalia's hero journey as well. But before we do, I just wanted to share a testimonial, which I thought was really sweet um, and spot on. And uh, it's from, I hope I say his name correct, uh, Apollo Ono, who is an uh, Olympic American athlete, Olympic American athlete. And um he said, Mahalia, you are 100 years ahead of your time. So I could not say it any more further because you are, and you are truly bringing in, I want to say almost like information from the future to our present day to help us. So thank you for oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to know if we could just jump into your hero's journey because you've been through a lot in the past. I mean, we're talking about. You had multiple head, head concussions, correct? You were labeled with PTSD and anxiety and short-term memory loss and all of this. And it's like, it sounded like it kept piling on and then you just, there was a turning point or something and you just switched all that. So if you could kind of go into your own hero's journey on how you transformed that, because that's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me on your show, Pam. This is divine, and I'm super grateful and honored to be able to reflect to your audience mm -hmm. the uh, the possibility of transformation within our brain and body temple. The concussions were, were yes, caused me PTSD, and the memory that I even had multiple concussions over many, many years that would cause such a decline where I was stuttering, I had to wear glasses full time. I felt like I was early onset dementia or Alzheimer's even and a very slow speech. And also that depression, low level depression, which kept creeping and creeping in. And then there was a lot of additional drama and stress addiction. Okay. Uh, there was more to that, but in, it's the adrenaline pumping response for a lot of people is seems very normal and for me I thought that was the only way and on my final crash off my mountain bike doing a header into a pile of boulders I as because my tire went flat and I lost control of the handlebars and I was living on a beautiful little remote island 
And I went deep into addiction, flew through the air. As I'm flying through the air, I just said, please, God, help me. Please, what is wrong with me? Because by then I had broken relationships. I was like getting fired from jobs or I'd quit. And I was moving so much. I would move multiple times. I, I couldn't settle in my heart. There was something driving me. but And I know it was also the fear and survival response. And at the same time, like, Based on my my parents, my parents had a healthy life, successful life, and I couldn't understand. Well, well, they raised me. Why why aren't I operating more normally? Like, what's wrong with me? And as I'm flying through the air, just saying, "God, please help me, please." What is wrong with me? Why why do I keep hurting myself? It was it's a definition of insanity because I kept repeating, repeating, repeating cycles like a record stuck on repeat. So that crash threw me over the edge. I thought I was going to die because my head and face and skull were going straight for the boulders and something twisted me in the air. I got some kind of nudge and I now call it the mothership, the musical mothership, the all-encompassing prime water that we're in this primordial golden deity that's all around us and within us. So so I got flipped so my head didn't hit too hard my hips and side of my body took that blow and in that ditch I was you know lying there covered in grass just like looking up at the sky just stars and sparkles and what is going to happen now like yeah. either I I gotta save my life now there is either I'm I'm done <laughs> or I I dig deeper into prayer like into listening into what like wow help <laughs> you know yeah. where, where can help come and then within about a week I encountered a person through my work I was working in the health food industry at the time and they talked I shared my symptoms like on all these lists of what is wrong with me and I was quite young then like I was just saying you must have been young when right like all of this happened and yeah like well when when this major final little accident happened I think I was around 30 or uh, late 30s so wow. and is that right oh my God, <laughs> users are so wet out and they told me about Dr. Swingle he's a psychoneurophysiologist who I'd never heard of known as a bloodless brain surgeon and yeah, he said, the first brain a, bloodless brain surgeon that's a first I've never heard that before yeah and and he is because he works with the acoustics of the brain through neurofeedback biofeedback and he had a huge wait list it took me two months to get in I finally got in he measured my brain waves and he's and he's like this beautiful wise man he said you have the brain waves of a war veteran and it's causing you a disability and wow. I just started bawling like I couldn't believe and finally there's this person who understood how just why I was dysfunctional not just the fact that I was suffering and struggling and just like almost at death's door to go oh my god I I basically have had this battle inside of my brain and he asked if I was ready to get unstuck off the repeat cycle I said yes very quickly please help me and then I started neurofeedback with him where, so you get probes hooked up to the brain and, and earphones in the ears and 
you know, clamped on. And it started with Mozart music, wow. creating a binaural beat experience in a way, exercising the brain waves and trying to readjust the brain waves. It turns out I had very high beta activity and very high delta activity. So delta is the sleep brainwave mostly. Mm-hmm. And so I had sleep. No, no, no wonder I was stuttering and I, and I was slow of speech. And then I had high beta, which is for people who say are firefighting or air traffic controlling. I was stuck in a high beta. So I was just anxiety, panic, frenzy. Plus I had the delta going and it was this bipolar type combo um, I was labeled ADD, ADHD, schizof- you know, schizophrenic in a way, just completely <laughs> derailed in my brain. So in time, before long, uh, the brainwaves started to reorganize and they pulse all the time, 24-7, but they're meant to pulse like a rainbow in balance, in harmony, and mostly operate from beta and alpha And so that took, I want to say like my brain recovery wasn't a quickie. It took several years and lots of different neurofeedback. I I did EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprogramming. Yep. Um, The uh, 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 lens, low enneographic neural stimulation, which I love for highly, highly sensitive people because from that much trauma, concussion, head injury, not only that, I was... Like I was bullied as a child and all that, the layers of being bullied were, were stuck inside of me uh, to the um, being like misunderstood because of being so highly sensitive. And then you add being totally head injured dysfunctional to that. And it's a really, really rough recipe. So from, from that um, lens helps get through the strong helmet of survival for those who are extra highly sensitive, I love it. Then I um, did hemisync and holosync and whatever I could get my hands onto because I did start noticing an improvement. My speech got better gradually. The stutter went away. I no longer had to wear glasses. My my panic breathing, like I was always like, <sighs> yeah, my breath. I did a ten day vipassana retreat of silence that was beautiful with uh, Goenka's. Uh, teaching and it wasn't until about day seven uh, of pure silence and meditation 14 hours a day where I finally caught my breath but what happened is even after that without retraining my brain so there's an animal in here right it's our lower primal reptilian type dinosaur type brain that you know was like a hunter survival territorial just trying to serve and protect keep us safe and alive with the cerebellum back of the brain and so my little dinosaur in there was like trying to it, after the meditation it came out and it went and it fueled itself right back up again it's like pumped on steroids it went right back into survival right because yeah. so what i've learned and how why i built the academy of brain bliss and why i want to serve others who have had like concussions, head injury, any trauma, any bullying in their life, sexual trauma, emotional trauma, all of that is because it's this lower brain habit that we, from a biological perspective, we want to retrain and retrace and get up into our higher brain, what I call the dolphin brain or Tesla brain, I call it the Einstein brain or angelic brain. This is our access to higher consciousness. And it's where we basically can ride the primordial uh, dragon or 
you know, in a positive way, the, the lower brain stem and the limbic middle emotional processing brain, instead of it taking control of our lives. So um, to stay on hyper alert and to be in stress addiction means survival no matter what. And the, the habit of rechanging the brain, it's biology, and, and it's not that difficult. So it, but it, you know, I took years and years to study and research and regain control of mine. And it's about 99% there. <laughs> so the getting high on our own brain bliss molecules, as well as opposed to adrenaline cortisol, this is another habit to change. So yeah, I basically took quite a few years to recover. But a lot of my students, they notice results pretty efficiently because of the bliss family, the whale and dolphin families of light and sound, their sounds, the Lyran High Council of Angels and the great central sun diamond, the King Ray that comes through like all of our radiance transmissions and my voice. And it's been a quite a journey that I'm so grateful to be here. And, and like just now, okay, let's Let's love our brains. Let's get our brains singing again. Because when the brain and heart and root are all singing in alignment with this magical instrument and basically source creator wants to, is just there to play its music through us. And if we just let that music come through, it's it's like, this is how we create heaven on earth and be in our inner paradise and the paradise within then basically reflects out. So I hope that answered your question. No, that did because, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I just want to just say that because, I mean, I'm hearing your story. Like you went through this transformative time. There was a lot of things going on and then you were just so dedicated. It takes a lot of courage and bravery to be like, I want to change. I want to do this. And then commit. it wasn't like a month or a few days commitment. You were just like, you were in it for a year and a couple of years just to go and be so consistent in your change and you've just totally transformed and this is what we mean by galactic scientists because you you it sounds like you took all that information that you had for your own healing journey and you learned to like provide it to your clients and to people so that they can you know take the shortcut <laughs> so they don't have to go through <laughs> right that hardship wow what a transformation seriously sis that's big i just want to celebrate that because you know it takes courage and effort to do that and you did it so thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so would if your advice for people, you know, who have been going, if there's trauma or, cause there's a lot of things going on on this planet, things are coming up for people, whether it be mm -hmm. past life stuff or current trauma that they're trying to, not trying to, that they are healing. Um, mm -hmm. What advice do you have for people? Cause it sounds like you went through, through the sound. Your journey was through sound. Yeah, light and sound, I would say, which is in every human instrument. So our body and our cells operate on light, electricity, we need it. And from trauma, any trauma, so a lot of my students forgot that they even had a head injury as a child. And most have buried memories that once they start getting enough electrical current, the memories, the layers start to reveal themselves through dreams or through uh, going out for a drive and they see something that triggers a memory of something that happened when they were younger. Mm -hmm. And this is what we call time reversal transparency. And then through using vocal sounds or neurofeedback, we create neural acoustic regenesis. And the thing about trauma is we could say we could look at results in life or symptoms in the body, which 
like our labels say I was I was labeled as bipolar or labeled dep- with depression. Well, what's what is truly underneath that label or that program in the body that the body is mimicking out or expressing? Like I was a, a brainwaves of a war veteran. Well, so how do we go beyond the label and say, yeah. well, there's something more than just me being that label. I am like one with the divine supreme consciousness wants to come through us. And it always has ever since we were little. And we had that memory when we were little, we had it in our mom's womb. And so it's just taking the layers off, like, you know, getting back, getting naked, getting raw, getting a whole and and one with deep, deep biology and coherence. And, and when we're in coherence, then the cells themselves start communicating differently. It's your innate intelligence. As the cells communicate differently, then there's going to be more electrical current, which allows a deeper healing, which allows those more memories to come up and for that recovery to take place. So as I pursued different neurofeedback techniques, they were all awesome. But what was seemed to be missing is I still would attract some injuries. And it was odd. Like I thought, I'm spending all this money. I'm investing. I'm I'm tra- I'm fixing myself. And yet there was this still something magnetizing more trauma. And I had to look deeper. And turns out I had gotten enough voltage that I ended up going to uh, Maui and I was on this beautiful remote beach and I was guided to go in the water and sunk under the water. And that's when I heard the angelic sounds of the humpback whale singing. Mm. And their song just took over my body it was sheer rapture it was extraordinary and I just kept getting going underwater wanting it drinking it in like oh just and it sounded like an ancient piano playing down there and oh I just get shivers thinking of it it's amazing so seemed like after that is when something broke off my system and I want to and what I call it is the shadow frequency or um the if in my book I call it oboe shadow and mask frequency. So we've heard it before, it's in psychological terms or you yes. know, mythical terms. Uh yet, and I didn't get it until I got it, is that if the shadow crumbles or dematerializes with sound. So it was, you know, Tesla who said frequency energy vibration is is the laws of the universe. And the whale, the humpback whale sound was strong enough that it, it it just crushed that shield that I had around me. Let's say like this shadowy layer that I couldn't even see myself, but it was hovering and hanging on me. And then boom, it went. So uh, and then I, I call, so in the book, I talk about shadow and mask as this oval, which is like this black octopus and the shadow is like ink. So inks all around us and the mask is like the tentacles, things that stick to us like our labels or like, oh my gosh, I'm, I am, I have bipolar, I have, I have dement, like all my brain, I'm losing my memory. It's felt like I had Alzheimer's, the tentacles of which creates our symptomology, which sucks on to the most sensitive parts of our electrical current. So say um, depression 
It has to do with the suction of electrical current from a particular area of my brain. And also my sphenoid bone isn't free to be its butterfly self, dragonfly wing self. Then I got to look at, well, how do I free the butterfly? How do I free my sphenoid? So I'm not in that symptomology. I'm not in the tentacle, the suction of my electrical current. So, so unwrapping all that with the beautiful humpback whale tones has to do with delta frequency. So deep, deep, deep tones into what we call like that shadow to crush it, to dematerialize it. And then once we do, of course, the body is now open to being amplified. And we amplify with dolphin frequencies, which is, would be more in the alpha theta range. And dolphin, they're so loving. They're so beautiful, complex, creative, intelligent, altruistic pure, unconditional love, total playfulness, sensual, um, highly sexual creatures, and musical. And they dose us with this high-frequency light that then charges up our electrical current and helps our brain to recover. And that's that happened on Big Island, my encounter with this incredibly amazing tribe of the, of the stealth dolphins one day that in the water, I just I just got electrified by them, like lit up in bliss and sheer ecstasy. And when I came out of the water, it was a magical day. And um, later that day, it was like one of the best days of my life after being in I the bet. dolphin like, energy. I'm just going on. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, so, I bet. No, no, that's that's. I, get, I, I visualize it like you just being lit up as like a light being, and, and all the other layers. I call it like the Sufi dancer. You're just crumbling it away. You're letting it go. Yes. Yes. And seriously, you know, it was a combo of trusting God's will and aligning God's will with with my free will and then willpower, because we want to get back to like our people, how hungry are people to break through from their programs and patterns and projections or, or their childhood traumas and or the repeat cycle? How hungry are they like for me? I love life. I love life. And I knew like, if I didn't do something, I, I got to dig my heels. And if I don't, I am not going to make it. It's right. scary. It's horrific. And that's what, so when the brain in trauma, and it's been proven that, especially say the sphenoid bone is stuck and we've been hit really hard on the left side, which affects the amygdala. It affects our every like motor control, speech, everything. Well, it leads to violence and suicidal tendencies. Bottom line, it's unavoidable. So the brain has that mechanism in it. And my brain was was like Swiss cheese. It, it had those components. So I would have these visions of me physically harming myself. And many of my students admit to having that. And I always tell them it isn't you. It is the, it's, it's biology. It's the way the brain um, and electricity starts to go backwards, basically, and take us to dust. It's it's a like it's like kind of like the law of the laws of 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 vibration. We we either are regenerating or we're degenerating, and there's it's not right or wrong. But I was in degeneration. It's horrible, and most people with trauma, I feel they must feel a lot of what I felt. And so to re get into regenesis, neural acoustic regenesis, we need enough powerful light and sound to reflect to the human body instrument to 
crush and clean and sweep off those dusty layers of old vibrational sigils, what I call sigils. Some people, well, it's called cymatics or the how sound creates shape in the body. Okay, so we've got all these sigil plugs. Think about a bathtub plugged with water <laughs> and you want to pull the plugs. You want all the sigils, the old vibrations to, to clean off the body temple so that you can give new sacred shape, new sacred geometry, new, new sacred math into the system. And this is where um, vocal toning consciously creates those changes or the reflection of it creates those changes. And that's um, what being a medical musician is. That's what sound people do out there with even gongs, crystal bowls, Tibetan bowls, uh, tuning forks, all of that is serving, 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 helping to clear the old vibrations and to create new vibrations in the body. You have, I have to say, thank you. Cause you're saying things here that I don't think I've heard anybody else say before, you know, and you're saying it so eloquently to piece it together. And it makes sense. That's the thing. Like it just makes total sense of sound breaking away, new vibration. And also, you know, just sharing, um, cause you know, there's, there's other people are going through a lot and, and to say, Hey, you know what? I've been through a lot. Even those thoughts that you have, they're not you. That's, that's a powerful statement. And that, Hey, this is how you, these are some things you can do to transform it, you know? Yeah. And like, look at me, I'm living proof that I've done it. Mm. So thank you for that. Wow. Like that's just <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. And I like how you said dreams too, because sometimes I feel like some of the sheddings coming out through the dream world, anything that I personally held on to or whatever, it's like, it's playing out in dream. World, and then it just releases. I don't analyze it. I wake up and I'm like, Oh, well that's gone now. And it, and I can feel it. And through, and just further, when you were saying with um, releasing sound, when I was going through a uh, somatic therapy, you know, dealing with grief and all the things that, that my mom's passing has brought up, I wasn't making any sound. And we're doing the body work and I kept holding it and, and my body was doing this. And she's like, Pam, just release the sound. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But a little simple touch or whatever in the body. And it's just, it comes out as sound. It does come out as sound. And it might sound funny. It might sound weird, which it did to me, but it came out and I feel like so much better. Like my body had to release the sound. That's right. That's a golden key, Pam. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. And this is what we must inspire, like really want to encourage people and inspire them to do because including me, maybe you as well, weren't really, really encouraged to use your voice as a child as much yeah. as the way we think uh, nature intended. Because when we're releasing trauma or those emotions, those heavy, that grief of losing your mother, losing a beloved, a dear, dear one, that that emotion is a shape. It's still a shape in the body. And the way to change that shape is to vocalize it, give it sound. So thank you. That thank is you. awesome. And, and not to judge the sound as it comes out because it's not always going to sound pretty. It's not going to be in tune. In fact, it's going to be distorted yeah. because of its shape. And then we fill it with like holy music. I play a lot of holy music. I sing with devotional music to keep filling the body temple. And the, the thing is, though, as, as you've discovered, as you open your voice, you let the sound out, you do feel lighter all of a sudden you think, and then, and then you, as that lightness happens, again, you're creating space 
in your biology to communicate differently. As it communicates, rewires, it, it amplifies, optimizes, advances you, accelerates you. You don't even have to rationalize or think about it. All of a sudden, miracles start happening. You have more magic in your life, and you you couldn't quite understand why, but it's because your inner vibration is reflecting that out. Thank you. Thank you for that. I like how you said that as well. It's a, it's a shape that I was releasing shape. That's really, yeah, that's pointed. Thank you for that. And um, for those, we're going to hear a bit of Mahalia's voice today, I hope, uh, late, later. But before we get into that, because it is divine, um, can you talk to us about how you discovered that you're a conduit for the Lyra, Lyran constellation and how that kind of came about, your discovery in that light language? And we'll get into later what light language is. Mm. Well, right in the beginning of my brain recovery journey, I had an amazing, uh, actually three ayahuasca experiences, which, so that was unexpected. So to be with the uh, grandmother Aya, the, the great primordial serpent energy uh, through this sacred medicine with a Peruvian shaman, I was guided into a full body orgasm, a 10 hour full body orgasm that, that somehow added to <laughs> blowing out just all the old symbols, the old shapes in here, it was profound. And after that, those three amazing ayahuasca journeys that my ego in a way was also a bit blown open because life never has looked the same since. And to look through or from the bigger eye here so the third ventricle pineal gland pituitary hypothalamus thalamus to see through dmt the spirit molecule three to five feet out of us to connect with theta brainwave to be in that zone uh actually started to feel most natural and normal to me and it what it took some practice and training and but what happened is as that opened then these people came into my life. So, and I want to say six of them. There were six over about a span of a year okay. who had, they were either medical intuitives or they were psychics or they were random body workers. They just appeared in my life. And they all said to me, you have this team, this family of these big white beings around you. So it wasn't just one, it was six of them. and. Every time one new person would say this, I, I, I was still kind of oblivious to, I didn't get what they meant. I couldn't see these tall white beings. So Lyrians from Lyra, they are heavenly angels. They're these, they are tall like trees. They have long arms and really beautiful, long, sensual fingers uh, with diamond dust on the tips of them that they're just so elegant and they're highly acoustic, highly sensual. And they're right next to like the, basically like the Atma, the gateway to the great central sun a portal, which would be like going through a major event horizon into the uh, uh, reversal to Garden of Eden, the heavenly realms, the highest octave of creation connected with Mahat or at how all encompassing all fountaining cow goddess of pure eternal water for all of humanity, all of this planet and all of our universes. Anyways, the Lyrians, they're, they're 
Um, after those six encounters, I, I end up in Arizona and I'm like, okay. So then I started having memories of when I was a child, I would go up on this beautiful little hill behind her house to go pick purple crocuses for my mom and my grandma, little bouquets. I was just a little girl. And I remember like always being really alert and in tune with nature, with the environment around me. And like, like almost these little whispers and I know now it was the Lyrans they were there since I was born and it turns out through reading that um, my mom knew about them and and they'd in a way almost like asked my mom permission and I and I recognize that people who connect with their star nation or their star families it's either they get taken there or the star family comes here it seems like like everyone has an amazingly different experience as I'm sure you've heard Pam so in my experience, I didn't really go anywhere, but in a way, when we connect with the multidimensional realm, when we go galactic, we, we're all of it anyway. So I could say, well, I'm also connected and you are also connected with the Pleiadians, the Lemurians, the beings from Atlantis, um, the Lyrans that were so turns out like I just had my portals opened, the multidimensional realm opened so much that they then interface with me as a child. They were apparently with me all my journey and then now through being in Arizona and meeting some other galactics Arcturian galactics in fact who were able to answer questions for me because I was starting to notice the Lyrans were coming into my sessions they were they're helping people they were giving what I would call like a sonic surgery or remote surgery with what I call their ultrasonic instruments so these incredibly delicate incredibly acoustic tender sensual fingers of theirs like little instruments and so these Arcturian hybrids were able to answer these questions of mine like one for example is why is it that after I would do a transmission with someone that they would reach out even six months down the road and that's when they would be having more miracles why was it this magical six month number and so I was told it's because, well, the Lyran frequency is so refined. It's like a selenite crystal and selenite crystal is known as bone building crystal. The Lyrans go deep through all layers of past life sigils, past life symbols, memories, right to the diamond core of our DNA, right to the purest of light because the the fine nature of the selenite is able like they're able to do that. It's it's beautiful. And so then, but it takes the human body in 3D construct to catch up <laughs> with the level of light that that is, that, and that level of support in transformation that by six months, they all of a sudden were like, oh, wow, oh, that makes so sense. fun. That makes like, sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and then now, I just cl- I just can think of them and close my eyes and there they are and they are coming to earth more through other pe- beings. I'm noticing that. Yeah, like they're yes. really making their presence known right now because I've had interviewed like three in a row. Um, three like it's just it's like even my friends are like, wow, the lions are really coming through because I just keep bumping into them and meeting them and I'm like, yeah, it's uh, they're really called right now for yes. work on this yeah. planet. And and the lyra constellation, it is an instrument, so it is sound. That's right, the lyre, <laughs> the lyre, like and and all they're very like harp, like heavenly harps in a way. And I heard 
<laughs> Someone said, one of my students said the um, Elvis was a Lyran. <laughs> well, yeah, so, right? Probably, right? man. We shake right. those hips and get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and there's something about like singing, dancing, music, like moving the body, get, having fun, being in the bliss like the dolphins and really to let go of trauma it can seem daunting to rebuild the brain can seem like a major process. However, now because the Schumann resonance is speeded up because our photons are spinning stronger and brighter, our neutrinos are like flipping and flopping and dancing and flying. We, we can transform a lot more efficiently. Now people don't have to like go for years. Like I did. I'm no, I'm noticing that. Yeah. That something seems to be accelerating. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's no, that is great. But you're one of the pioneers. So <laughs> <'Cause> because because <laughs> you went through that experience, you you also met like all these magical beings, I like to call them, and then you learn and then now you're sharing that with the world. So that was definitely seems part of your journey there. Mm -hmm. The the Lyran heart, can you go into that? Because it sounds like um we chatted about that before and it sounds really I would mm. I would just love the audience to hear that. Thank you. That. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so the so we have our thymus gland, which is the seat of our some say the seat of our soul, the high heart thymus gland connected to the big big heart here, which is part of the endocrine system. Um, yet below that is our xiphoid process, just where the at bottom of the sternum bone and rib cage. Now, <clears throat> the reason I discovered and I call it the Lyran heart is because of its delicate nature. And if you were to go to a chiropractor, they would say there's also a very delicate nature at our tailbone. Uh, there is an actual etheric tail that we have. And it makes sense why I feel very natural in the mermaid realm, because it, it just feels like, oh, being one with that tail back there makes sense. How And the Lyran heart is this refined almost like an anteater's nose coming out from the xiphoid process that in a, that senses our environment from the, the depth of this of delicate refined nature. So if you were to think of, say you had 10 crystal wine glasses in front of you and one was super thin and fine and just barely could touch it. And it would, it could almost, it would almost break. And then you go through the other 10 and by the 10th one, it's super strong crystal. Well, the Lyrans is that delicate one right here. So what they do is sense electromagnetic frequency in the, in the environment. They touch on what is invisible and inaudible and allows us to be childlike again, gives us our gut instinct, helps with our gut neurons to have greater intuition, but also to, to sense what is not like what is safe, what isn't safe. and what could be harmful. And so my personal example is I've had to spend a lot of time in front of the computer over many years uh, with study research, with um, building my academy, you know, recording, filming, uploading to writing uh, the medical musician over 600 pages and lots of lots of computer time. And I would get this after too much time, this hard lump on my xiphoid process, dark blue, purpley lump. And I'd have a gut ache, like an ache right there, right there. It wasn't in my deep in my gut, it was there. So over a few years, I would tune into that area. And, and it wasn't till recently when I started to burn really bad from um, EMF exposure, especially with 
uh, the more advanced 5G high-tech technology, it affects the field, it affects the water or the mothership, the vapor, the electromagnetics of our inner body temple. It's inevitable that it's going to break down some things, especially some really fine refined crystal in our body. We are we are piezoelectric, we are crystal, we are a natural uh, living, breathing gemstone in our blood, bones, heart, skull, brain. So so think of your gemstone as, yes, we produce radiation. We do. Uh, but to be exposed to high EMF radiation around our gemstone um, puts different imprints in, and it can break down calcium, silica, all that. So the Lyran heart tells us when things are off in the, in the electromagnetic realm and the frequency realm. So I had to start wearing a three-layer tinfoil shield plate here where a 100% silver jacket I was looking for Faraday fabric to cover myself up when I was doing computer yeah. work too I have a um, blue shield I've got you know I take all precautions now I've got my yellow little my yellow eyeball right. protectors yes. and that there, I'm saying this because not everyone is as sensitive or refined in their Lyran heart because and that's, there's no right or wrong there. I want to say some of us, and I would say mostly highly sensitive, more empathic may be known as receivers. And uh, the other parts are known as generators. Okay. So the, 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 the crystal glass, the strong crystal glass would be more of a generator. It's going to be able to bounce uh, disruption in the field off their body so much easier Okay. And believe me, I've tried to strengthen my inner sensitive world and it, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm genetically a receiver. And some of you out there are genetically a receiver. You're ju just naturally, you're, you are uber sensitive. It's a gift. And it's really, if you can channel it and find a way to use your high sensitivity, please do, because it really is wonderful. And, um, that, that though we still have to take measures to protect ourselves, to do things, and hopefully those around you, your loved ones, your family and friends can understand and respect that you're just that way and it's not going to change. So that um, was uh, something I had to discover. And I want to say that if we then tune into the Lyran heart more here, right? So we, we got our gut brain, heart brain, we've got our head brain. In fact, we have nine brains that I talk about in, in the book, but here's uh, this amazing, also this amazing energetic heart that loves us, that wants us safe, wants us, you know, to really tune in and sense the environment. And if you were to think of Lyrans as just that purest of light, that is you, that is your scalar energy blending with particle, blending with the magnetics of earth, your earth, your scalar, your like just this refinement and that's just going to help you with your intuition with your connection to others with your world around you and if you if you watch the first like the movie avatar and you saw where the avatar tail connects in yeah right with the horse tail or uh that bond that's yeah. how i experienced the Lyran heart too is there is the bond happens there so even when i'm using my voice when i make um, vocal nutrient out of my voice. I'm creating shape here, even as through this whole conversation, I'm 
super consciously aware that I'm making shape with every word I say that lands in a way that that their leering heart can, you know, knows how to bond with that and receive that and then utilize it as nutrients. So Next. one percent, just just last little bit here. This is just one-ish percent of our realities, this 3D body. And, and the brainless technology focuses on the 99%, the invisible realm, the pheromone realm, the, the subtle scalar realm, the light realm, and how it blends with electromagnetism or fire, fire, fire in the system, like a blazing bomb fire connected with water, with flow with just that grace and then then how we alchemize that to really be in our self-mastery and be just like within our superpower supersonic powers that's everyone's birthright it and it's in our vocals it's in our body temple it's in this instrument and that's um yeah did i answer your question no you did no you did and yeah. i like you said inner fire because um I mean, even lately, I felt like I just been shedding off different realities and different things that no longer belong to me. And I felt like my body was literally on fire, eczema flare ups and things that I had to go through. And I remember my friends were like, Pam, it's just a Phoenix moment. You're just shedding out all those layers. And it reminded me, thank you for sharing your beach moment, because it, it was like that. It's kind of like a, a crackling, so to speak. Yeah. Right. And you just you had that sound from the humpback whales and the dolphins and you're in the water and it just kind of boom it just yeah like it can be a, it can be a painful process at the time but the end result is just such it's so blissful and and when you start realizing you don't have to hang on to these things anymore it's not part of your identity it's no longer you um mm -hmm. and start embracing like you just said the, the lyran heart or your galactic self your cosmic self your higher self and connecting with the central sun right like this is this is you this is who you are. So yeah. thank yeah. you for that. Okay. So I want to touch on mermaids because it's not every day you get to interview a mermaid and I'm interviewing a mermaid right now, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, you talked about connecting with even just the mermaid tail and, um, but, but I want to know your perspective on who are the mermaids are, are they like in the, what realm are they in? And there's mm. sirens as well. And, and, you mm. know, it's different types, but yeah, if you could, if you could touch on that, you should see Mahalia's pictures, everybody go online, go on her website. It's like this cosmic being and, and uh -huh. totally like you're just so bold and beautiful. So go for oh, it. Gosh. I love you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finding me and introducing this work to the world. To yes. your I uh, never dreamed of becoming a mermaid. It was never my intention. I, I, I am a triple Pisces at that, you know, I'm connected with Neptune big time. Uh, it's but whether that is a factor, I don't think so. And if we were to look at our fetus in the womb, we were always like, we we had a fin before we grew out these two legs. And the mermaid realm, siren realm, dragon realm, Sasquatch, fairies, unicorns, uh, all, so some will see it, some will study this and research this differently or meditate on this differently. Everyone has maybe different answers. Take what resonates. This is only my experience, but the realm, it's, it's, it's a sphere. Even Paramahansa Yogananda, when in his meditations, connected with the astral realm and saw mermaids. So mermaids come to earth to help men, mermen, yay, mermen, yeah. come to earth to help uh, humanity through what we're going 
out of the Kali Yuga cycle, the cycle of deep darkness and all that unresolved trauma and all the history of repeat cycles of, I would say, harm to the earth and to humanity. Thank God. So, so that that is closing out now so we can rise and uh, Sedna, the sea goddess, her planet has is landed here recently. It takes her 11,000 years to go around wow. the sun. So she's reached her 11,000th year to come here right now. And she's going to be here with us for decades to come now because I believe she come back to clear betrayal and those deeper traumas of neglect and lack of protection, respect towards the feminine uh, principle, which is in everyone, man and woman. It's like honoring the sensitivity, honoring that um, the creativity, the art, the creational realms in every human. This is about man and woman, uh, but that we need. So the mermaids, I I I liken them as both. They are mermaid siren. Mermaids sound and sing. Now, if we were to look in the on Wikipedia, it looks very negative about mermaids and and that were were seductresses or were yeah that's that's the stuff that the sirens too you know the the sound lures you in it crashes the ships and all of yeah. that yeah terror just told that's a reversal okay <laughs> i want to reverse it right now and say okay. who wrote that because my experience with mermaids and i've met beautiful many mermaids from that are appearing on this planet plus where I live, right? I live at Mermaid Cove on Rainbow Drive, and there are lake mermaids in here. Before I even moved here, there was this, these beautiful humans who would take honey milk or these little like food down and leave it beside the lake for the lake mermaids because we we so <laughs> we are like we're not the ego of a mer. They really kind of egoless, more innocent. Think about like the innocent of a, of a child or dolphins. And there's this passion to see paradise on earth. That to me is what a mermaid siren is. It's not a passion to seduce anyone or anything or to, it's to protect. In fact, like my masculine energy has been super strong my whole life. And there's this like Wonder Woman <laughs> energy to yeah, right. bring paradise, just yeah. simply bring paradise. So how do we know that a mermaid siren, say there were sailors going out to sea and the mermaids, because of their ability with x-ray vision, just like the dolphins have, they can be, I can see things from, you know, a thousand miles away across the other side of the world with, with the yeah. dolphin vision up here, mermaid vision. So we can see things in the future. Um, crazy. I People may not believe this, but I, with a friend, a male friend of mine, predicted what the, <laughs> the score would be for the um, Canadian junior hockey. For hockey. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's going to be 3-2 in overtime. And that was, bef like, that was just when the first inning was starting. I got, I just, but... My point being, and I don't use this as a game. I don't like go and. No, no, and, you're just trying to. You're trying. I don't to go to Vegas and gamble with. I. It's yeah. not. But it's more like okay, think about mermaids with such passion to protect all sea life, 
We need whales because whales offset more carbon than all the trees on earth. So, so protect all whales. We, I'm in 3D body that I want to breathe. I want our trees to be honored and protected, especially our old growth. I want all whales to be honored and protected. They are like our old growth trees, only times a million godzillion because they're giving us incredibly fresh air through their pluming, their uh, digestive process. And so the sirens sounded out, I believe, back then to protect those sailors from dangerous seas because, oh. yeah, the seas are going to be dangerous, but there was a major storm coming. The, the mermaid realm, the, the dolphin vision could see that. They would sing like, stop, do not go out to sea because it is not safe. Come you told, see, you flipped it. Now you totally flipped that narrative because I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't hear that perspective, but today I just heard it from a protective way. Yeah. So that's there. And, and, and uh, the whales and the dolphins and, and the trees as well. I mean, I've heard, sometimes we forget, like sometimes we just think that ancestors are, I've heard this, that they're people, but they're also the animals. They're the trees, they're the land. Yeah. That also mm -hmm. hold karma and they hold memories. That's right. And well, so the whale families, they hold the rose records. They are one with the Akash, the, the hall, some call it the halls of Amente, um, different names. I call it the rose records. So, so think of um, what rose represents as unconditional love, this beautiful, like the most divine flower and the fragrance of it carries everything in the heart of the rose. And so whales are like the heart of mother earth, her crystal core. They sing through the oceans to keep her crystal core happy her her wisdom creating all of life here it's like this paradise wouldn't be without the mother earth's crystal core singing in resonance with that unconditional love so the whales help sing for that protect for that and carry the records of our ancestry and we can look to whales for such of their wisdom and so like as a mermaid to swim and be with the whale wisdom and be next to their glorious big eyes and their big heart like a blue whale's heart is is up to 500 pounds like that's the it's biggest massive. heart in the world gorgeous so i was like everyone just have a whale heart like love your neighbors love the community love connect 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 get out of the chitter chatter of the negative thinking the, this shrunken like sunken treasure that gets trapped in the brain through complaining and judging and projecting and creating stories and lies like dishonesty about the the power of this human body instrument when it connects with the ocean of devotion when it connects with these beautiful beings so mermaids mermen we are here to like we love all of nature we want to protect all of nature we we are we like it took me a while to like even when I I didn't know I was going to become a mermaid or that I even was going to be wearing a mermaid tail swimming in the, in the tropical ocean next to big gorgeous sea turtles. Yeah. And like there I am flipping with a beautiful tail with next to another mermaid Viana and and then crazy thing I came back and um living in British Columbia in White Rock at the time there's ocean there I would never normally swim in for one like I love ice plunges I love cold showers and icy showers after a hot bath but I wouldn't normally go into our cold Pacific Ocean in in like or fall or early spring yeah, yeah. 
But there I was for 21 days, the 21 day keyword. I was every morning waking out of my bed by spirit. Go, go, go get in that ocean. There I am. I'm running down, (laughs) flipping and flopping and seaweed and just like belly flopping and swimming through. And it's like, I was energetically forming some energetic tail, like energetic mermaid energy that happened after I swam with it, with a tail on uh, a fabric tail. Yes. With a mono fin, but still uh, that's to me, it's, it's, it's the same. It's real. And, and then I get to Arizona and a friend had already made me a crown, like a pearl, beautiful pearly shell crown that, that I, so it started showing up in your physical reality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but when we think of the astral realm, please think about as is this golden sphere, this home, like this heavenly home, like it's all musical where, where, and it's, it's kind of massive. There's, it's way bigger than this earth. Like it's, it's beautiful that this is where the consciousness of mermaids, merman, dragons, uh, beautiful yetis like I love I love Chewbacca I always did as a kid I love Yoda we can think of those kind of beings and and like ET so so but being a galactic now and being mermaid here and doing all that like it's I now encounter more galactics which I love because we get to talk about our true archangel archangel experiences my encounters with Melchizedek Metatron Michael uh, have been extraordinary and now I uh, because of more Lyrans and Pleiadians appearing in in their human form I'm able to like have these conversations where I don't feel so alone anymore and so so different but the connection to under like hearing other people's stories with archangels is is phenomenal and yeah. so yeah I just I love I love uh love water and i hope every every human starts to love their water the water of their bodies and the water all around them what i call the musical mothership because it's where sacred geometry is it's it's like if you knew you were speaking out geometry into the water around you and within you and it was going to bounce back to you wouldn't you want to make the geometry special or beautiful or significant wouldn't you want it to plant in someone excuse me, in a way that uplifts, like in a way that just uh, helps their orchestra sing, you know, more cool. Because we're meant to be healthy, youthful, vibrant, energy, energized. Like we're meant to dance with our immortal selves, just like jellyfish. And and mermaids were part jelly. We were part, like there's this immortal, eternal nature that comes through that, that, um, yeah, it's it, it's really fun. It's it's great. And and the other thing I want to say, just to add, we look at the uh, pi ratio. So mermaids connect with the Fibonacci spiral that yeah. is all of creation, all yeah. of life. And again, getting back to that protective realm of like really wanting to help sailors. <laughs> right. It, it it's. When we sound or sing, and I, I was mentioning, like, I should mention this earlier. Maybe you're going to bring this up. This is the cover of of the book. This is a That's cover of Mahalia's book coming up, ladies and gents. So there you go. I mean, it's beautiful and it's stunning. The cover. Let's Thank see the title you. again. Yeah, the, the the medical musician. There you go. Yeah, uh, retune the symphony of your biology with the keys of creation. 
And so we talk about, especially like how we make sound through our inner pyramid. So we have this uh, etheric triangle here that is made of mother of pearl. So mother of pearl blends with the rose radiance that creates more of that unconditional love energy. And, but when, if we are swirling in life and we want to regenerate as opposed to degenerate, we got to connect with this, the, the vortex or energy that is like more Shakti, more flow, more um, liquefaction as opposed to solidity. Mm, and okay. we've been, our history has been based on solidity, solid form, right. things appearing right, like hard and almost boxed in at times, which which has taught us it's been wonderful in many ways. But what is coming through now is non-solidification. And I talk about this a lot in, in the book is, well, how do we add more light to what has been super hard? How do we let flow happen? And how do we use our voice as an instrument right. to recover with and also start to liquefy reality in a way that creates more balance? Um, like meaning well we have our buildings and and we have nature and they're working in harmony together like all natural technologies coming together where we are self-sustaining it's not like this panic oh my gosh we're we're a sunken ship because of the damage we've done the the technology is already in place to transform quite efficiently quite effortlessly and 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 easily hopefully you know mostly just to go to that balance, go to the dance. So we're just wrapping up here. uh, um, And um, we're wrapping up because a little bit of a, an emergency kind of came through and we kind of had to cut this interview short, but maybe we'll, we'll continue it later. But I would love to, to finish with uh, Mahalia, just if you could explain what light language is. And um, if you have any messages you would like to give sending us off, today on this podcast that would be great oh so light language is our soul language it is our love language in a way in as far as vibrations from our heart our um what i call the contra medulla oblongata the connection to the zeal point chakra our alpha major morphogenesis higher consciousness coming through here and sounding out with our high heart, thymus gland heart, our Lyran heart, like everything aligned. Uh, there's a diamond lotus in our, in deep in our brain, a diamond living lotus in our heart and a diamond living lotus in our root. So everything all lined up. And then, so if we were to say, well, the Lyrans have a language, but it's not English or this, other, or it's not French or Russian. It's this other language that has to do with feeling as opposed to thinking language so we don't need to necessarily translate it in our head but or we could look to even indigenous cultures who spoke from their heart and maybe they had very low amount of alphabet or consonants in their language yet like if we look at the hawaiian language it's so beautiful to say aloha means the breath of life you know this but it's a feeling language. So when you hear aloha, you can you can you almost can melt it. Yeah. into it, right? Yes. So in my experience, uh, as my light language started to come out, or soul, S-O-L, is, a, is like sun language, or soul, S-O-U-L language, I like it. 
I put it all together in one big, um, basically, pot to transmit that this chalice of where it's coming from through the multidimensional realm, connected with the Lyran High Council of Angels, the Bliss family, our soul, the, the human body instrument temple, is it's this feeling, this deep feeling of recognition that of something greater, of supreme consciousness. And in that we feel the beauty so profoundly and deeply that it then just basically comes out of us to transmit to those around and and whether they how they receive that what's cool about it this light language is that there's really no it bypasses the ego or the construct of the the reptilian limbic processing system because it's coming from the heart it's feeling 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 so i hope that helped you make sense uh jamie price is incredible at teaching people to open up to their light language and how it works because it's not just vocal some also can translate their own light language so i'm able to translate mine or you for example pam could maybe translate mine or someone else's it's interesting how that that works and i know that so mine has intention and it's good to let it have intention when it's coming from that feeling right light language also can come in uh, art in drawn right. symbols there is beautiful i love the symbols and also in hand mudras shapes the way so my hands go and organically when i was doing whale and dolphin tones one day during class all of a sudden the soul language started coming out and i i it came on quite quickly several years ago just took me a bit to get used to and trust it yeah, And then, then gradually my hands started to coming into play. And what the hands are doing is dancing with space, water, dancing with energy, the elements, and, and reforming, reforming octaves, overtones, and to, to live in the performance of this higher symphonic resonance. So there we go. We're, we're, we're doing, we can do light language, soul language with our fingers. and so some students of mine, theirs has come naturally and organically just by reflecting with me uh, in, in in some of the programs, even just beautiful. And it's fun. It's light. It's so yay. You don't have to know what galactic nation you're from or who you are. You can just speak. Some may call it speaking in tongues. Right. Uh, but primordial language, when we start to, yes, connect with the fire inside, connect with the water, all of the elements, we speak from that place, we are speaking, it's like God's language. there, Because then there's no division between cities, countries, nations. There isn't. We we are all one if we're speaking God's heart. It's a unity concept. Minanoya kio hei otonanyam 
O Atarazzi, Aweto, Come on now, that's beautiful. That was it. That's what a way to end the podcast, right? It's just with that message. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Mahalia, for so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you, all the wisdom and bravery that you bring and courage and just transformation. And thank you for being such a galactic facilitator here on earth for helping people find and retune and connect back with that higher self. So thank you for that. And if you could just hold your book cover up one more time, when is that coming out? Uh, <clears throat> this, okay, officially this May 17th on Amazon and uh, it will be in an audio version at some point this year. So yeah, the medical musician, it's all really about recovering from brain trauma and body trauma with this, the brain bliss science, as well as really people recognizing that they are a medical musician. They, their voice as a superpower, it's awesome too, because you'll connect with the intelligence and the sounds of the humpback whales and the sounds of the beautiful dolphins and the keys of creation so yeah thank you thank you thank you so much seriously from the bottom of my heart thank you for the the in extension to the lyra constellation thank you for being here the constellation and being here and having your presence known here on earth because uh it's much needed and um yeah no that's good thank you so much well, well i'm sure we'll chat soon and connect again aloha Pam, Pam, I just have to say, I love your last name. Uh, oh, yes, sing. <laughs> Gorgeous. So sing, baby, sing. Oh, thank you. I will. I know I get that quite a bit, and I think I should, so I will. But okay. yeah, thank you. Yeah. I love you a lot, sis. I love you, sis. I love, love you. Aloha to you and everyone. Mahalo nui loa. Ah, there you go. Nice. Okay, ha. Ha, ha, ha.